In today's episode, we are sitting down with our resident movement specialist, Steph Ryan, who's an exercise physiologist and has so much experience with helping people with chronic fatigue syndrome and other associated illnesses get healthy and start living again. In today's episode, we sit down and break down how to overcome fear with movement and exercise. She gives you four simple steps, which are actually so profound to help you literally eliminate the fear and move forwards with your recovery. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CFS Health Recovery Podcast. I am the founder, Toby Morrison, and with me today is our movement specialist, Steph Ryan, exercise physiologist. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. Recently, we've just done a really great episode on exercise and chronic illness and chronic fatigue syndrome in general. So if you haven't watched that yet, I would highly recommend you go watch that in-depth podcast. But in today's episode, I want to talk about fear. And I want to talk about fear in relation to movement and exercise and I wanted to bring you on Steph because you work with all our members from all over the world and this is a process that you coach people through and in fact I know a lot of your trainings inside our program help people break through these fears and start to do the appropriate amount of daily function or daily movement depending on which stage they're in to basically help them get healthy and start living again so I'm just going to throw it over to you and roll with it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I think the biggest thing too is whenever I get in a group call or have chats with members, I always ask everyone in the room, if you've ever had fear with exercise, I want you to raise your hand. And then I want you to look around the room and there is not a single person in that room who has not raised their hand. Myself included, having previously had chronic fatigue syndrome and having a very strong background in exercise movement is scary. And I think the biggest thing too is progression is scary, especially if you've gone through multiple crashes or times where you've exercised and it hasn't worked or someone's told you or prescribed you exercise and you've ended up worse. One of my biggest frustrations is wrongly prescribed exercise programs. And you know this, Steph, more than anyone, because you've been through it and you're out the other end and you're trained in this field completely. Exercise has such a bad negative a connotation because it's been so wrongly prescribed to people who are not ready to do structured movement and they're pushed beyond their current energy levels and they're worse off for it and it's not good so i don't believe in graded exercise therapy and things of that nature because they're wrongly prescribed movement isn't the problem it's the prescription of the movement that's the problem let's just say that again movement isn't the problem it's the prescription of the movement to the individual that can sometimes be the problem if it's wrongly prescribed, which it often is. And this is why we're so passionate about it. This is why Steph is our resident movement coach at Service Health because we want to make sure that doesn't happen. And we can teach you and give you the education that you need for you to have that ability to know what's right for you. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, and Steph, you said this a million times, you're the one who knows best as an individual, not anybody outside of you. 100%. And I always say, I understand movement and all of that, but you know your body more than anyone else. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. 
the biggest example or the one that often people understand is if you go to a restaurant that someone's told you to go to and they've said they've got the best food here I want you to go there and you go there and you have a really poor experience it's not great the food's not great the waiters aren't nice all of that it leaves a sour taste and you go yep okay I might go back and I might try it again it might have been that one time and the same thing happens you 100% do not want to go back there you're not going back there It's not great food, not great people, all of that. And unfortunately, that can happen with exercise a lot. If you've tried it too many times and it hasn't worked out, why would you bother? So it's really teaching people that, hang on a minute, as you said, movement and exercise is not the problem. It's the prescription. And it's trying to identify that and then trying to overcome this barrier of fear that we often have with it. So let's talk about fear. False evidence appearing real fear. Yeah. So fear is a big thing. And I'm going to give a shout out to the mindset mentor who has done a lot of education in this environment. So I use this framework and I tailor it to exercise because this often helps break down barriers in that space. So if anyone ever presents with fear with movement, I often ask them, I want you to answer one question for me. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe in completing this exercise? Do you feel safe in this environment? If you don't, is there a way we can make you feel safe? Maybe it's doing exercise in the room that you are always in because you feel comfortable there. Maybe it's a dark room. Maybe it's quiet. Maybe it's on your favorite mat or listening to your favorite music or podcast. How can we make you feel more safe or how can you make yourself feel more safe so Mm. exercise doesn't seem so daunting? So I think that's the first step that you want to look at and ask yourself, are you safe? What is the worst that could happen? You're not running a marathon. It might seem very daunting and it might seem very big, but I want you to break down what is that barrier and if it is that safety. God, I love that. Uh, It reminds me of an ex-client from Canada and this was a really amazing story actually. This lady joined our program. Her capacity was extremely low. Her immune system was really low. She kept crashing a lot and wasn't able to start anything practically day to day. But she really wanted to exercise. She's like, I just want to exercise, but I'm so scared. I don't know where to start. And I was like, all right, what makes you feel the safest? And she's like, I don't want to be outside. I don't want to be exercising outside. Okay, cool. So we're going to do it inside. What do you want to work on? She goes, I'd love to be able to ride a bike eventually. And I said, well, guess which way is the fastest way to ride a bike? (laughs) So I said, have you got a stationary bike in your house? And she said, I actually do. It's in the garage. I've got a stationary bike. And I said, great. They're really safe. You're in control completely on a stationary bike. You can control the level, the speed. You can pedal once or twice or as many times as you like or as, as little as you like. And so she got the bike out. We had a coaching session. I said, all right, where do you want to start? I'm thinking maybe two to three minutes. Just really, really slow, literally like this, like a tortoise, like slow cycles with the pedals. And she goes, three minutes. I can't do three minutes. And I said, okay, what do you feel comfortable with? Exactly what you said, Steph, about that safety. I said, what do you feel comfortable with? And I was expecting her to say maybe 30 seconds. And she goes, two pedals. And I was like, just two pedals. She said, yep, that's all I feel. Anything more is too much. I was like, all right. And as a coach, 
my job is to make sure one people feel safe and comfortable it's all of our jobs but two make sure the person starts where they feel they can start because otherwise nothing's gonna work if i said to her it's four pedals or nothing she would never have moved forwards now here's the crazy part about this story so i said you know what start with two pedals just two pedals per day so a week went by and she did two pedals per day and we caught up the next week and i said how did you go she said i did it I said, how did it feel? She goes, it's not as hard as I thought. I said, good. (laughs) All right, what are we doing next? And she goes, four pedals. I said, all right, go do four pedals. So the next week we catch up and she does four pedals. And then the next week we catch up. I said, all right, how was that? Yeah, good. I said, all right, what about more? And she goes, yeah, I think I could do eight. Do eight. Now, what happened over the months and months, that two pedals to four pedals to eight pedals to 16 pedals and so on turned from that to two to three minutes on the bike, then five minutes then eight minutes, then 10 minutes, then 12 minutes, then 15 minutes, then 20 minutes. After about five months, she had the hugest breakthrough around that time where she goes, I realized I was in this cage of fear. And what had happened through the program is that I was able to break through that cage and put one foot out first. And then I put the other foot out and then I held off and let go of the bars And now I'm able to fully enjoy exercise again and I'm strong and I'm healthy and the fear decreased and the confidence increased. And what happened, this lady ended up completely changing her life, sold all her possessions, bought a boat and now sails around Canada full time, just fully living a great life. And that was over years. And so, you know, it's amazing to see the progression that someone had. And imagine if we didn't break down that fear initially, you know, I just think she would have been stuck forever. She wouldn't have been able to break through that. And so it's the same analogy, what you said, Steph, is like, what would feel appropriate for me right now? Or what would feel safe? And I think that's a really important question to ask yourself. It might not be the intensity of the exercise itself. That's a barrier for them. It's the fear because with fear comes increased stress levels, increased heart rate. That's almost more exhausting than the exercise itself. So exactly as you said, I think a really beautiful story that you told, because I think that will resonate a lot with our listeners is that what does feel appropriate or what does feel safe for you? And if it doesn't, how can we make it more safe? And I think that's the first step that I often will say to people. What's another thing that people could do at home who have this inappropriate fear? I think fear is a good thing, but inappropriate fear is when it's like in the way of where we truly want to go and it's stopping us. What's another way for people to break down that fear and move forwards? Yeah. So the second thing I teach is often, what is your language? Has anyone ever said, I'm super fearful or I'm anxious? I'm really anxious about that. That's just me. I'm just an anxious person. And we often talk about this a lot just in our program in general, but that is a negative thought process. And we want to try and teach you to remove yourself from that. It's just a feeling. You are feeling anxious, but you are not anxious. You are feeling fearful. You're not fearful. So I hope that makes a little bit of sense to you guys listening, but Fear is false and it's that false evidence but appearing real. And that's what Toby mentioned before. It's a feeling, but it's almost like a past cloud. It's going to leave you. It doesn't define who you are. So it's important that you don't use that language that defines that as you. Oh my God, I love that. I have never thought of it like that. Linguistics is such an important part 
of your recovery, not just with movement, actually, but with life in general, people stuck in their lives and they're stuck with their linguistics, their language. This is just how it is. It's who I am. I'm just an unlucky person. And they carry this story, this language with them that is an imprint and blueprint of their life because their behaviors follow their language and therefore nothing great changes. And yeah, I absolutely love that as like, I am not my fear. In fact, we hear this a lot from people who aren't in our program and they say, my chronic fatigue syndrome is in the way. And my first thought there and my first invitation is, is it really yours anyway? You know, do you have to call it yours or is it just an experience that you're experiencing? And some people hold on to it like it's their identity, like my chronic fatigue syndrome is this and it's like they're holding on to it. Whereas imagine if we didn't say that and we would say, I'm experiencing this shitty situation and I'm open to possibilities and looking to explore on things that would help me move forwards and let go of that so I can live a new life. Yeah. Love it. The next thing that I often say is breathe. So I want you to think about breathing from your nostrils. So if you think about breathing through a straw, you breathe in through the straw and you want to breathe out through that straw. So it's long, it's a pause, it's calming. So if you're ever in a space where you feel anxious, think about your breathing. Are you hyperventilating? Are you feeling stressed or anxious when you breathe? So I want you to take that pause to breathe. That doesn't get spoken about enough. That nostril breathing, which is going to switch on the parasympathetic nervous system. And you don't always have to do it because sometimes when you're exercising at a high level, you need to breathe through your mouth. But a great practice, especially when you're doing restorative stuff, it should be pretty much all through your nose because you can, because it's not high intensity. Yeah. Breathe. I love it. Yeah. And the last one that I'm going to leave you guys with is accepting. So when you have fear, accept that you have fear. Acceptance is a beautiful thing. It's okay that you're feeling anxious. It's okay that you have fear with exercise or with movement. It's being present in the moment and saying, yes, okay, I have this little friend with me. My fear is here. What can I currently control? So I can control the environment that I exercise in. I can control what type of exercise I do. I can control my breathing. So it's now making the experience less daunting or less scary because for us that enjoy being in control, we can start to see what we can control. We might not be able to control the outcome of what we feel afterwards, but we can control how we feel now and Mm. we can control what environmental space we make for ourselves. I love that. Just to recap, because these are four brilliant tips, can we just run them just from the top down? What are the kind of four key tips that are super helpful? Number one, I want you to ask yourself, are you safe? So your safety is number one. Remember, you choose your comfort. Just like that story I shared with you before with the girl on the bike, don't let anyone outside of you decide what's okay for you. You decide what's okay for you first, and then we work with that from there. Yeah. The second one is language. What Mm. language are you using? Are you associating a fear with who you are? Are you making that you? Or is that just a feeling that's fleeting? It's a passing cloud. It's going to go away. 
Number three is breathe. I want you guys to breathe. Can everyone just take one moment? Let's just do a five-second pause and a breathe. Ready? Three, two, one, in your three nose. And then out. See, I feel calmer already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> on the podcast was like, oh, that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then number four is it just acceptance. So accepting the feeling, not being upset or angry that you're feeling that way and just trying to control what you can control. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. If you guys want more help, firstly, if you found this really helpful, go and leave a thumbs up and leave a comment below and let us know what was most useful from this session. If you'd like to work with Steph more intimately and inside our program, make sure you apply for the mentorship program. The team will be in touch with all the details. And what we just covered here was like 2% of what you get inside the program, not even. So yeah, hopefully this was helpful. You can go and use this in your life right now, sending you a ton of love and Steph Ryan, there's a reason why you work at Save Health, and it's because you're freaking amazing. So thank you. Appreciate you. Great. Thank you tips. so much. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Hey, I hope this video was really helpful for you. If you haven't already, please hit the like button and feel free to leave a comment. What was your takeaway, your insight from today's video? It's really helpful to actually write your learnings down. We seem to embed it better and it seems to help us move forwards with life. Here are three ways we can help you right now whenever you're ready. The first way is make sure you add yourself into our free information recovery group on Facebook. We'll leave a link in the description below. It's a really supportive, encouraging place. There's no negative venting. You can ask questions to other people. There's something like seven, 8,000 people in there right now. And I'm sure by the time you're watching this video, there's even more. So go over there right now. We share success stories. We share our latest free trainings that come to the public. And we always share upcoming information about upgrades inside our program. And also when we offer free webinars or free information nights that can further help you with your own recovery. The second way we can help you, which is one of my favorite, is through all our free trainings. We're going to leave a link in the description with our favorite free trainings that we know can help you start your recovery, whether that's through our baseline training, which will help you stop pushing and crashing, our three stages of recovery to figure out exactly where you're at and know what to do next, or my favorite, which is our guest panel workshop, which was actually exclusive for our members. It was so damn good that I actually asked them, can we share this to the public? They all said yes, all five of them. So thank you past members. They share their five recovery secrets and it's really powerful. There's tears, there's aha moments, there's real key insight and inspiration. And so whether you're a one out of 10 and you're really struggling right now, or whether you're further along in your recovery journey and you're integrating back into life, we have you covered. The third way we can help you is through our actual paid online recovery program, the mentorship recovery program. And if you are interested in getting proper help, a holistic comprehensive plan, professional coaching from the best coaches in the world, whether that's with mindset, movement, nutrition, restorative movement, reconditioning, integrating back into life, integrative medicine, baseline, structure, routine, accountability, all things health and life. Feel free to apply for the program today. All you need to do is click on the form, cfshealth.com form, fill out the short 
two to three minute form application and the team will be in touch with all the details that you need to know about the program via email. So make sure you check your spam folder for all the free trainings. If you've sent through an application, please be patient. My team are real people, okay? They're not robots. So if we don't get back to you within seconds or hours, it's okay. <laughs> we will get back to you. If you don't hear from the team within two to three days, that means that it's basically gone to spam or junk and it's gone missing. So please send a follow-up email to the team at info at cfshealth.com. If you have any questions, go check it out. But I would highly recommend adding yourself into the free group right now. Go click on that link in the description. Go download all the free trainings. Honestly, the whole reason why this whole thing started is because when I went through this myself, it was so painful and so excruciating that I didn't want anyone else to have to go through it. And some of these free trainings are so damn valuable. Back then, I would have paid thousands of dollars for. We've had so many comments and emails and posts saying, oh my God, the baseline training was a game changer for me. Toby, I've been doing this now for three months and I'm feeling so much better. My symptoms are decreasing. I've got more stamina. I've got more energy. I'm able to do more things. So, you know, whether you're learning from us and consuming our content through our free format, I'm so stoked. Whether that's in our paid program, I don't really care. Either way, all I want to make sure is that you are moving forwards. You are starting to really implement this work. And that's really what it's all about. Once we implement, we make change and we start to move forwards. Sending you a ton of love. Of course, feel free to consume as much of the YouTube videos as you like. There's so many really, really great ones, new and old. Sending you a ton of love and uh, speak to you very, very soon. All the best for now.